back in session. Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D and D podcast about four high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master, and I'm joined by my friends, my players, and for the first time in person. Yay! Yeah. So uh, just a heads up: if you're listening to this and the audio sounds like a little bit weird. <laughs> And echoey, uh, that's why, because we're just recording on one microphone, because I'm super cheap and I can't afford to buy a mixer or anything. Uh, so if you don't like it, don't at me. So we'll yeah. do, and we'll all boost it on the right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe I'll actually get people following me on social media. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> um, yeah, so... What do we want to do? Really do? I know, what it's so weird. We're do? all, like, frozen. You want to do a prompt? Um, uh, I... Let's see. Do we have the do we have the list? Yeah, yeah there are also probably going to be a lot of background noises that I'm not going to be able to edit out. But again, it, it, we're having fun, so who cares? That's D and D, baby. That's how it rolls. Yeah. Are you more likely to use your fists or your words in an argument? Uh, hi, my name is Brandon Lindsay, and uh, I play Cecil McNamara. And Cecil, Cecil could use his fists, but he decides not to. I don't know. He's scared he's going to actually hurt someone. So he tries to find ways to de-escalate and to mm. communicate things and resolve things peacefully. But he, he understands that he physically intimidates people sometimes. So if he were to get into an altercation with his fists, it might end poorly for the other person. So. How respectful of him. I know. He, he's a pretty respectful guy. Wow. What a stand-up guy. I'm just now processing that all of the rage that I usually feel for these characters through a screen is like amplified when I'm looking at you guys in the face. Yeah, needless to say, the role playing will get a bit. Somebody's going to lunch across the table and show someone. You you emotionally scarred. Speaking of, my name is Daniel Grisco and I play Brian Tolkien. And uh, Brian has never actually even considered using his fists because, frankly, everyone is so moronic that they probably aren't even prepared for the uh, verbal backlash that they might get from him. So really, it's just an incomparable fight. And if it's not something that he would ever lose using his words, why would he ever switch tactics? Go on, she says go, she go on and open your gestures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm really struggling. <laughs> I see why Brian doesn't use his fist. Hey, um, <laughs> my, name is, my name is Jackson Pounds. I play James Malden. James does not use his fist. He is obviously more likely to use his words. Uh, however, even, even though he has the capacity to verbally eviscerate someone if he wants to, he always holds back um, because he doesn't want to lose friends. Aww. You have to have friends to lose them. That's there it is. Cool. He's thinking of not having friends. Hi, I'm Andy Dinehart. Andy Dinehart doesn't have friends, everyone. <laughs> um, I would say, I would say probably fists. Uh, Victoria though will escalate any situation. I think she would like to chew people out, and she tries to, but eventually she's just gonna start swinging. A lot of pent up rage with that one. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and my name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master. As I said, um, I could not hurt a single person. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, no way. You can jazz square it out. <laughs> yeah, I could. I, I would. I would do the West Side Story fight dance fight. Uh, yeah, lots, lots of snaps, mm-hmm. lots of slides, and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, play it cool, boy. No fist. Play really? Cool. You, you, you wouldn't start swinging at people. I mean, I think with the stage combat background. That's you the could, thing. You could get out of a situation I, real quick. Okay, people, every, every time I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fight choreographer, they're like, oh, so you know how to fight. I'm like, I know how to fake fight. That's if right. I ever got in a real fight, I would get my ass handed to him. Uh, 
just completely destroyed. Because I, I, I could, well, exactly, so I could swing cool. and be like, oh man, that would be that's a great swing that like just missed that and person's just, face. <laughs> the muscle memory would take over and be like, I can't hit that person. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> what I'm learning is that we're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> So, last session on D Hall and Dragons, our students met a new friend, the skeletal singer Patty Labone, who died <laughs> tragically in the fire that he caused 10 years ago on the night of his recital, burning down the BM Theater and everyone in it. The group learned that from Patty that he was apparently resurrected by Wally the Warlock through a botched ritual that spooked him off, and also that Frederick had broken in a few days ago in search of Patty for some unknown reason, looking worn and haggard and even more strung out and crazy than when they last seen him. After some discussion, the bony thespian joined the group as they left the theater, taking some tunnels below the building that led to the Bard Bar in the barn in the Bard Yard, everyone's favorite location. Uh, as they left the Bard Yard's barn's Bard Yard, Bard Bar, damn it. As they left the take, clean take. As they left the Bard Yard's barn's Bard Bar. No! As they left the Bard Yard's Barnes Bard Bar, they encountered Charlotte Wakana, an instrumentalist that attended the conservatory with Patty all those years ago, who also died in the fire and had come back as a resentful wraith. Charlotte cried, what am I? And immediately attacked them. Moments into the fight, Charlotte played a tune on her piano, laced with sorrow and emotion, shocking the students with pivotal emotional moments in their memories. After breaking out of their individual stupors, the gang made multiple attempts to answer Charlotte's questioning cry, including Cecil singing two different musical theater songs and Victoria making a Les Mis reference. The party was at the end of their rope until Cecil finally came to the realization that Charlotte would only listen to her own piano. And after playing the notes D-E-A-D on the keys, her confusion was lifted and she became herself once more. And then Cecil summoned a rhinoceros to destroy the piano once and for all, and that's where we are I now. I did that. So you guys are standing around the wreckage of this piano, and Charlotte is in shock as this rhinoceros is just now kind of traipsing around the, the bard yard. Um, hey boy, hey boy. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Oh boy. I, start, I start giving up some scratches. What the fuck was that? Oh what? Okay, ghost lady. You tried to kill us. I was not in my right mind, obviously. And then you just destroyed my piano. Well, your I don't know if your piano was going to come to life next and destroy the rest of us. I was acting preemptively. Yeah, that's a dick move, Cecil. So this time, Patty has, like, jogged up behind you guys. Charlotte, hey, um, Patty, Patty LeBone. And Charlotte kind of blinks for a few seconds and, oh, Oh, hi. Um, you're alive? What are you doing here? Wait, weren't you, were you not in the theater? And Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, uh, not really completely alive. And he adjusts his hat and his, his guise falls away and he's sitting there, skeleton and all. And she, oh, God, I, I don't know why that scared me. I am a ghost, so I, I, I don't know why that would be particularly shocking to me, but... Um, who are all of you? I guess we're Patty's friends? Yeah, yeah, we're friends. We're friends, right, guys? Sure. <laughs> Brian says, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're, you're all kind of sitting in this wreckage, and Charlotte is now 
As you can see, after this kind of stupor has been lifted off of her, she seems aware of herself and mm-hmm. kind of in, in control of her own faculties. I guess, um, first of all, fuck you for destroying my piano, but also, I guess, thank you for for releasing me from whatever that was. You're welcome. As you guys are talking, you notice that the it's about like it's probably seven o'clock now, and the fog has now kind of become even more dense, and it's getting even darker over over Bummerfield. And you can see like the lamps are starting to to turn on in the streets, and you notice that pretty much everyone has kind of left the streets. Everyone's kind of made it inside, but you do see there's this older couple that are kind of walking, and they're walking to like past the entrance of the bar yard. It's like this. This orcish woman, and she's accompanied by this dwarvish man. Oh! Patrick LeBone! My goodness, I can't believe it! Uh, and Patty looks and... Oh, uh, hello? Um, how's it going? And, uh, these people are kind of... Are they human or are they ghosts? Roll a perception check. Okay. No! (laughs) (laughs) That's an eight! Uh, everyone else can roll a perception check if they want as well. Brian doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> Brian's going to react the same way whether they're alive or dead. Uh, it's a 19. Okay, yeah. Cecil, you notice as they kind of come close that they are a little bit see-through and they oh. appear to be they appear to be like specters of some sort. There we go. But peaceful, nonetheless. So they're not all like Charlotte. Yeah, okay. you can gather that there seem to be a lot of ghosts that are now starting to walk the streets Cool. Um, but just normal. They're not. But yeah, not all of them seem to be harried or anything. Yeah. I'll never. I, I remember ten years ago when we we had come to see your recital, and the the theater burned down unfortunately, and we we never got to see you. And boy, we'd really we'd really love to see you perform again. And you see, these people are like. They're, they're happy to see him and a little bit wistful. Um, mm-hmm. And Patty's kind of, well, oh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I don't, I, I don't, not able to do much performing anymore. And if you ever do, let us know. We would really love to see you perform again. And that, oh, well, I, I definitely will. Thank you. Um, and they kind of give him like a little pat on the shoulder and make their way back down mm-hmm. the street. And why exactly don't you perform anymore? I mean, you speak and sing and I'm sure you still play stuff. Well, I mean, I'm, I am a, a skeleton and I don't really know I don't know if a lot of people would really want to see me perform anymore. But that would know? be so cool. What if you performed again for the ghosts and finally got your first performance? Hmm. I'm sure they would love that. I mean, they recognized you. They I'm you so sorry. Patty, aren't you the one responsible for burning the theater down? <laughs> what? I don't know if Charlotte knew that. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte slowly turns to Patty. <laughs> Patty? Is this true? That was just a little running joke that we've had. Like, how terrible would it be if Patty LeBone was the one who okay, but like, actually, uh, yeah. How, how terrible would that be, Charlotte? Well, I would certainly be upset, but, I mean, at this point, it, it was ten years ago, so despite being crazed for the past ten years and, and playing nonstop on this piano, I feel like after a while, I've I've slowly come to terms with it. I mean, I would certainly be very pissed off at Patty here. Um, and he's like, well, uh, yeah, I mean, well, thanks, Victoria. Uh, but I I don't even know if I could perform. I don't really have, I mean, back when I was performing with the conservatory, there was a whole 
it was a whole group that kind of put on the show together, you know, worked together to oh put it all gosh. to put it all up. But I can't really I can't really do that alone, you know. At this point, Charlotte kind of pipes up. Uh, and she's like, I mean, I I know I was supposed to play for you, and hmm. there was we had um I think Walter was on was on tech, right? And oh, I, I think it was a uh, it was Needle. Needle was doing costumes for us. Well, oh. wouldn't they be around here? Then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just saw other friends. Yeah, Charlotte, have you seen them like? I mean, I I haven't. I've mostly been here at the barnyard, um, but it's certainly possible. And Patrick kind of starts kind of, you see an idea kind of clicking in his mind. He goes, yeah, I mean, I guess if we could find them, we could possibly put something together. I'll help you find people. I don't really feel well enough to help anyone with anything oh, at this point. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did everyone forget well, about no, Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Not, not right now. I, I don't mean like tonight, but like over the next few days, possibly looking around, possibly seeing if we could. I would enjoy a night off. Victoria kind of like scooches behind Brian and just like pushes him, <laughs> but she's gonna she's gonna do a cure wounds. Okay, yeah. roll a d twenty for me. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're good. You can, right, you can cure. Roll. Yeah, Brian, you're looking kind of pale over there. Are you okay? I don't want to talk about it. But yeah, so Patty says, yeah. I mean, you can. Possibly, like, look around tomorrow during the day. Seems like, if, if anything, we're only going to find these people at night. This seems to be the time when this kind of stuff happens. But you could possibly find out some information during the day. I mean, maybe even help. You can maybe, maybe help this town. Yeah. I, I, sure. Okay. Um, I mean, Am I the only one that really cares about trying to get home? Hey. hmm When you die... Do you hmm. gain any further information about the world around you in, like, some kind of clairvoyant, sentient, death thought thing? No. <laughs> That's really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait! What an Brian goes, ahead. cool! Did you go to any form of afterlife, heaven, nirvana, or otherwise? Please don't answer that! <laughs> well... I mean, for me, it was kind of like I burned up in the fire, and then like the next thing I knew, I was waking up as a skeleton. But I, it, I don't know. It could be a, I went to some afterlife and got pulled back from it. I don't. It could be like a memory wipe thing. Yeah, we'll find Needle and Walter, and we'll help you guys out. And then I don't know. I mean, either we don't help them and look for Freddy. Well, I mean, yeah, because it sounds like this Freddy guy is looking for me. So I mean, if you guys stick around me enough. Yeah, if we start making this into a big enough deal of getting the word out that we, for the ghosts, mm. we're bringing back a performance for them, maybe he'll be curious and he'll attend. James? James uh, walks slowly to the dagger that was knocked out of his hand, picks it up, looks at it, slots it back into its scabbard. Yeah, uh, that's how. Brian wipes a tear from his eye that nobody sees, slowly <sighs> puts his head down Everyone roll a perception check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that no one sees. Roll a slight of hand Brian, roll a slight of hand check. Uh, that's a 18 for first season. 15. 16. 25 and 6. Every single person. With a 26, James can see that Brian's been slowly crying under his hood this entire time. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. So Brian wipes his tears away, puts his head down, and says, 
I guess if it helps in the grand scheme of things, as long as it's a way to get home. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome, Patty. Okay. <laughs> Patty's a little bit nervous around Brian, you can see. Uh, the camaraderie after the high fires has fallen away. Since then, we've discovered that he burned down the theater, killed a bunch of people, and on almost accident. got me killed on in the process. So Patty says, well, I guess if you guys... Brian's not happy with Patty right now. <laughs> well, okay. Well, in that case, I'll, I'll go back up into my place at the theater. I'll stay there. You guys can look around tomorrow. I can, I'll, I'll let you know. Walter ran a, um, he ran a, a store down in, down in Smith's side. And it was, uh, I think it was called Walter's Wonders. He was kind of like an artificer of sorts. Crazy with the stuff that he made. But yeah, he did like all of our technology, all of our lights, all our sound, that kind of thing. Um, is it just empty now or is some? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's I like just a, woke it's up like a, a Starbucks now. Yeah, probably. Um, Needle, uh, she, she worked with, I believe it was, her husband in at a it was a, a tailor's shop uh, called Needle and Fabric, and it was it was up in the uh, the Merchant District. But yeah, so I'm sorry, can you not say Needle and Merchant Brent? again? The Merchant District. How much one of that? The Merchant District. Merchant oh District. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would suggest maybe looking checking out those places, and then we can meet back up here in here at the fountain tomorrow night. Probably. Do you potentially have like a, a stage manager's call sheet with like a list of, of names or ways to find people? If you guys could find a stage manager, I mean, I'm sure that would take a lot off of Walter's plate. So if you guys want to do that, look around for that too. You're welcome to. Can we bring Charlotte with us? Okay. Actually, I wish I could, but if, if we're going to put this together, I'm going to need to spend a couple of nights uh, getting acquainted with the instruments in the theater. Uh, so I'm not really going to be able to leave anywhere. Mm. Sorry. Is there still a piano in the field? There's one in the pit, the orchestra pit. I was down there, I saw it. You saw it. Did you find that again, Brian? I jumped in the pit. (laughs) Brian, yeah, you saw the pit is like full of. Yeah, there's a a whole, there's like a whole. A ton of instruments. Symphony Orchestra down there. Yeah, so she'll be able to put together a fantastic show. But we wouldn't have known that if I hadn't jumped in the pit, you guys. Why did you jump into the pit again? (laughs) I had a plan. (laughs) What was that plan? I'm so sorry. We're going to attack me for my plan when Victoria is sitting right over here. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys wave goodbye to, to Patty and Charlotte uh, as they make their way to, to the theater. And you guys head back down the, the dimly lit road back to the whole rest end. And as you walk inside, it is right around 7 o'clock dinner time when they're serving. Uh, so if you guys would like to grab something to eat, it's included in your in your pay. Hey, Lou. Uh, we're back. Brian turns and looks at Victoria and says, Maybe Tom Hiddleston will still be here. As you say that, you spot Liz, uh, the elvish sister, and she's kind of like leaning up against the bar. She she looks a little bit bummed. She's kind of skulking a little bit off to the side. Hi again. Oh, hi. Yes, hello. How are you? Yeah, you know, I'm okay. Hey, I'm really sorry about something earlier. Um... I may or may not have been trying to hit on you, and I'm kind of new to the whole magic thing, and I kind of tried to charm you, and I just wanted to apologize. Yeah, I kind of sensed you trying to do that. Um, I'm flattered, really. Thank you. I appreciate the apology. Just gonna go sit at a table and get, like... Just gross Maybe get a menu or something, I don't know. Brian looks at James and shrugs his shoulders and goes, Ah, women supporting women, I guess. And then, like, walks over to where the food is and just starts gathering as much of it as he can. What's the drinking age here? Uh, 18? 
<laughs> I get two pints. Sure thing. Uh, that'll be uh, two silver. Uh, sure James thing. picks up the two pints and he goes to the table where Victoria is and he sets it in front of her. I don't know if you like ale, but as I understand it, this helps. Sure. And she just starts like trying to chug it uh, uh, a little bit. <laughs> Roll a constitution check. <laughs> Go, that's 16. Yeah, you, I keep it down. you get it down. You're kind of choking at first, but once you kind of get used to it, you taste it. It's like it's kind of like a honeyed mead yeah. that, is, that is kind of sweet on your palate, and it, it goes down a bit smooth once you get used to it. Thank you. Brian, um, Brian turns and looks at Cecil and says, were you implying that you wanted one? No, no, I'm good. Take a water. I usually walk around with, you know gallon of water and I haven't had I was really trying to be a friend right here and it's just you now I bring back the jock thing it's becoming very difficult uh yeah I'll take a drink thank you that's uh, a little kind gesture Brian uh not used to oh no I was more nice. like I was gonna make a bargain here where I was gonna say I'll buy you a drink if you promise not to make any animals go rogue on the people that we're about to try to help to set up this recital thing James has a spit tank. <laughs> <laughs> and he finally has ale to spit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's completely reasonable. I could do that. Did you just admit that something I said was reasonable? Yeah, you're a reasonable, reasonable guy. You're a smart guy. Brian wipes a tear from his eye. And you guys all sit around the table with four mugs of ale. Tensions slightly resolved for the evening. You guys all eat dinner. Uh, it's kind of a basic meat and potatoes kind of meal. Um, some steamed vegetables. <laughs> Brian would like mashed potatoes. Uh, sorry, we don't have any mashed potatoes. Damn it. Sorry. After dinner, I would like to head upstairs to our room. I would like to take out my herbalism kit. Ah, okay. And I'm just going to start tinkering with uh, some of those potions that I got. Oh, Remind me what those potions are. Oh, again. Um, there were some. There were there were some that I didn't know, but there was a backwater love potion. Yes, oh. I want to spend some time with that and hark hark back to my my AP Ken days. Yeah. Um, so this year, yes. <laughs> well, well he, last year he, he he took he took AP Ken sophomore year, and uh, he's going to tinker with it. He's going to try and break it down into its its base components. Try to figure out. What is in it? What are you mechanically trying to do right now? You're trying to figure out the ingredients. You're trying to figure out just the ingredients? Yeah. Okay. Roll a roll an intelligence check. (laughs) I'll say add your proficiency bonus because you're I like when we're in person we could feel how much we piss Riley off. (laughs) (laughs) Eighteen. Okay. You're you take it with the backwater love potion and you you you're looking at it and you're kind of tinkering with it. You can tell that like the, the liquid in it is some sort of, like, almost like water from a creek or, like, a bog. Okay. It's pretty messy water. Um, is it backwater? Who knows? Um, and you can see at the very bottom... I'm making this up on the fly, David. Gotta cut this <laughs> fucking slap. Um, I'm meeting on the you, <laughs> you can see at the bottom there are there are a multitude of, like, rose petals. Um, and I'll say with the 16, you can, get, you can look at another one. 18. 18. Okay. Sorry, with an 18, okay. you can look at another one. Uh, and this one's sort of just like a stoppered bottle. And you can see that the the liquid is, it's very viscous. And as you kind of 
play with it and tinker it a little bit, you, you take like a very slight taste and it's actually honey. Um, and you can see at the very bottom there is a singular four-leaf clover floating Ooh. along the bottom. Or stuck at the bottom. It's not going to float in high. Okay. Is there anything else you guys want to do before you go to sleep? Yes, I would like to tinker with my shotgun. Okay. Um, what, what's that check? That is a uh, that is an intelligence check. Ooh, yeah, that's not good. That's a six. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you're Ugh. you're still a little bit rattled after the effects of the day. You can't really focus yourself too much to to get this. Your hands are still a little bit shaking. You can't really get it um, completely fixed. Right yeah. after she's like failed mm-hmm. because she's frustrated, she takes out her journal mm-hmm. and she pulls out a photograph. From her backpack. It's kind of uh, torn, so it only looks like it's half of a photograph. Mm -hmm. And she takes that in her journal, and she's kind of sitting up in the corner of her bed and just staring at it. And she looks at it for a while and then starts writing in her journal before she passes out, literally writing in her journal. Okay. James? Uh, James kind of sits there with himself and kind of comes to grip with, with... What happened with the situation and what he was able to move past and then kind of sits up and leaves uh, another gold piece on the table as a tip. And then he goes upstairs and cuddles into the into the sheets. Okay, cool. So yeah, you guys all drift off to sleep. And Victoria, as you usually do, you wake up uh, earlier than, oh, than okay. everyone else. Um, and as you kind of, oh you God, guys, I wake up. <laughs> no, you guys, you no, <laughs> you guys went to bed around like eight thirty or so. Yeah. So it's it's, mm. but you guys slept. It's probably like nine o'clock right now. You guys were out. Okay, so she would wake up. She throws her hair up in her messy bun. She gets situated. She gets her journal. She continues to write during the time that everyone's still asleep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're sitting there scribbling, and then as you turn the page, you hear, Whew. "Rough day, buddy, huh?" I reach in my backpack and I pull out little guess and I said, Don't you love waking up early, Victoria? <laughs> you fool. Um, I mean, yeah, not gonna lie. Um, never rough day, but we're here. Um, it's a new day. Well, that's a good outlook. I don't like Are the you? arms you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> How are you feeling? I mean, it sounded like you guys were arguing quite a bit yesterday. Um, yeah, I guess. Rightfully so. Uh, I kind of got chewed out. Makes sense. Everyone here thinks I'm an idiot, so kind of expected that. I'm sure it must have been hard not even getting a chance to really tell you a side of things. I typically don't get to. Especially when Cecil was such a dick. Yeah, I've hit him before, so it's fine. I'm sure I'll end up hitting him again. Smother him in his sleep. <laughs> Victoria's conscious says. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, it's fine. Um, he was uh, really nice to me afterwards. So honestly, he was the only one nice to me afterwards, so it's okay. I, yeah, but I was he being genuine? I don't know. I mean, I barely know these guys. It's only been a few days. Probably kind of hard to trust people when you really haven't known them that long. <laughs> but I never trust anybody, so... Well, that's a smart way to go about life. It is, because then you can never be disappointed or hurt. There you go. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I hope today's a better day for you. You know what? Thank you for that. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. Aww. And she just, like, doesn't know what to do, but she, like, picks him up and just oh. does, like, a little oh. like, shoulder hug. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my um, is there, you know, I don't know if I've ever asked, but is there anything that you, like, want or need? Oh, me? I just like getting to travel around. And I like getting, like, getting a little buddy, you know? Like you, and getting to hear about Aww. you and what you're doing. Just your friendship is, is enough of a gift for me. Okay, well, like, you're my friend now. Like, we should work together. Oh, yeah. I am rather persuasive. Really? If you use me, you know, like a puppet, I have some magical powers. What? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, that's really good to know. I mean, it's kind of weird to just, like, randomly pull a puppet out of my bag and put it on my hand. Ooh, is that is that comfortable at all? Because, <laughs> like, Oh, no, I'm pretty soft on the inside. No, I meant for you. Oh, yeah, it's just like a little warm, it's like a little warm mm. cup of cocoa going down my throat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was about to cleanse my house after I do this session. We're waiting some energies here that I'm not down for. We all need showers. <laughs> you know, how, you know how like if you drink a hot cocoa and it like warms your body. It's a cocoa. It's like that. Okay. <laughs> Mechanically, Andy. Yes. Now, if you'd like, you can use a little gust and you can cast suggestion. Once a day, Ooh. without any spell components, and without spending a spell slot. So you continue to write, uh, and you tuck little Gus away. Great. Um, after Great. you after you say goodbye, first you guys kind of wake up, and Cecil, you in particular, Ooh. you smell no. something fucking rank from your bag. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it could be. What if Victoria? Is it my backpack? Does Victoria smell that too? Yes, you all smell it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What the fucking fuck is happening? Do you never bathe? I'm very hygienic, guys. We've been over this. I don't know, man. We've been here for a while, and the last time I saw you do anything was when you wandered off into that weird body of water to the side of the van. Cecil just wakes up from the smell. <laughs> yes! Cecil fully conscious of <laughs> Cecil, no! Cecil you, Cecil, you open your bag. You open your bag and you pull out your your fish milk. And it's it's viscous. Everybody give me an arcana check. No! And a constitution check, right? And Cecil, you can do this with advantage because of your herbal kick. Thank God. Oh thank oh. God. Oh. Uh, 25! Oh. <laughs> 23. Five. Okay. Nine. Okay. Uh, Victoria and James, you just see this is fucking nasty milk fish thing. Cecil and Brian, this milk has taken on a stronger magical property than it had before. Go on. You get the sense that if you drink it now, something stronger might happen than just hearing something. Okay. Guys. No. You don't know what I'm going to say, James. Then say it. I think, you should drink, I think you should drink it. The the new the new smelly thing? Yeah. Wait. Well, yeah. I'm not gonna drink it. I'd like I don't want to drink it. These two. Look, this is for science. And yeah, sure. For, are you proficient in any sort of in, magic or chemistry? Anything? Are you are you prepared physically 
and, and mentally to be able to take notes for the posterity of the sure. experiment. Um, do you not see me write in my journal? All I'm, I'm always taking notes. <laughs> no, no, but I'm asking you. I'm asking you out of character. Like, are you proficient in like oh. metal like, <laughs> or something so you can actually? And we're trying to figure out who should drink it. Um, do you have the numbers to drink this potion? <laughs> not, you know, are you proficient? In I don't care. Okay? I want to see what it does. Wait, wait. The last time I licked it. <laughs> From my continual experimentation with this, if I were to portion it out, would, would, would that dilute? You think <clears throat> you get the sense that this is a this is this is a one time thing? Okay. Right oh. now. With your Arcana check and your understanding of mm-hmm. herbalism, you get the sense that because this fish was sitting in this milk and steeped in this milk for the past couple of days, it brought about this effect. Okay. Before we drink it. I want to preserve it and see if it's replicable. Alright. Well, thank you for being a test subject. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm... This smells nasty as shit. <laughs> yeah, well, either way, we've got to get it away yeah. from... Is it, is it possible that Liz might have an icebox downstairs? Oh, hmm. yeah. That's true. You could give her, like, a couple gold to just hang on to it. You better... I could give her a couple gold. Uh, Brian, yeah. Can I get a couple? Can I get a couple gold too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we, we might as well just go ahead and, and throw this in the in the van. Well, either way, I feel like if for some reason we split up, you should have some gold on you for something. So sure. Brian pulls out twenty five gold and gives it to Cecil. Uh, oh, wow, it's been there. Um, okay, <laughs> Brian started with five hundred and forty two gold. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna see about taking like an hour or so, and I'm gonna try and. Go and get an ice chest from mm-hmm. from downstairs, mm-hmm. and then take the fish and the milk, and make sure all the all the milk is nicely oriented in the van. Well, if Cecil's doing that, then I think I'm going to head to Walter's Wonders. I think we shouldn't all do that together. Um, did you want to split up again? James walks downstairs to get coffee from the. <laughs> You walk down and you see Cecil struggling to lift this. Did you need help with that? <sighs> yes, I promise I won't tell the others. Come on. <laughs> Brian and Victoria have finished arguing. Yeah. The final yes. statement is yeah. So all of us together sounds fine. Yeah. I'm glad we all came to that James. accord. Have Where the hell were you guys? You guys were down there for a hot minute. <laughs> I had another chat with a person, and he was just catching up. Yeah, I was just catching up with an old friend. An old old friend? friend. (laughs) We're all just (laughs) disadvantage. (laughs) James just gives like the most hurt look. I tried. I can't do this. Yeah, no. That's an 11. Yeah, you both see through this. Guys, I'm just real sore from the fight yesterday, so (laughs) it's hard lifting things above. So, James, you carried it right. So you guys head down. You were able to pick up like a map from Liv uh, in the end. So you have a map with you. It is another 
pretty foggy day. And again, civilians are mostly avoiding your gaze, sticking to their own business. You guys make your way down across the bridge, and you make your way into Smith's side. You're coming down, and on your left, uh, you see what appears to be another inn. Um, and you can see the sign outside, and it says, Take Tin, uh, and it's T-I-N-N. Uh, on your right, you can, <laughs> you can see... I love you. <laughs> you can see that building that you guys had spotted when you first came in that seemed to be a bit garish on the outside and seemed to be a bit uh, over the top. Uh, and you can you can hear again some some sounds coming from inside uh, and a few like yelps here and there and some um, some like explosions. Uh, Victoria walks confidently towards the door. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys make your way into this shop, and it is an absolute mess in here. There is there are tools hanging from the ceiling. Like, you see like what appears to be, like, pieces of armor that are kind of, like, piled up in a corner. Um, there is what you assume might be a, 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 a desk of some sort with a door that kind of leads to the back. You see another hall that kind of goes off into another corner of the shop. And just all manner of bits and baubles in this store. Uh, and you see this woman behind the counter, but she has this purplish skin. Uh, and you can see horns that are curling out of her head, and she is very emphatically apologizing to... You don't see it first, because you're looking at her, but then you see that she's looking down, and there is a two-foot-tall rabbit that is looking up and kind of berating her from down on the ground. I don't know! What, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this? And he's pointing to this little crystal mechanism next to him. That seems to be broken. He's like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do my business with this. You sold me some bad goods. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I just, um, it's just a really busy day, and I, I wasn't quite sure, um, the, the correct components to, to you. I promise we, I can, I can get you a refund. Uh, you better get me a refund. I need a refund for this. Sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, hello, hello. Uh, she calls out to you guys as you enter. Uh, uh yes, feel free to, to, to look around. I, I'll, I'll be right with you. Sorry. Uh, and she heads off in the back to, you can assume, get this man his refund. Alrighty then. Okay. Um, Is the rabbit still here? Yeah. Brian gives, like, a nod of respect to the rabbit. What are you looking at? Nothing. And turns to the wall. <laughs> Pretends like it never happened. Kids these days. I'm sorry, I don't mean to intrude on your business, sir. Uh, what is that? Well, it's supposed to be a light. Not really doing its job, though, huh? Like a magical light? No, like a mechanical light. Of course it's a magical light. What do you, it's a crystal in a, in a little mechanism thing. What did you think it was supposed to be? Like maybe like a salt lamp? I don't know. You're, no. No. What? No. No. Well, I don't know. No. Oh my god. What's wrong with this? No. Ryan gives another <laughs> not respect to <laughs> Oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh... This woman comes back out from, oh <laughs> from the back, and she has a little pouch. She's like, yes, yeah, so so sorry about that, Mr. Galfrey. Um, I, I will. That is all for you. Uh, I will. I will do my best to get it fixed for you. Oh no, I'm I'm taking this somewhere else. You obviously cannot do your job correctly. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes, um, apologies. And he, this rabbit folk, kind of grabs his things and leaves in a huff. <laughs> as as Brian is sort of standing in the doorway, he kind of shoves his way past Brian. Oh. 
Uh, so gives Brian, him a bump. Brian's like knees buckle a little bit because that's how, about how tall the rabbit was. <laughs> uh, hello, hi, uh, welcome to Walter's Wonders. Um, yes. uh, I'm Wendy Worksley. I I run the store. Is there is there any is there anything I can I can do for you? Yeah, this is kind of awkward. Does uh, Walter's like no, around at all? She immediately looks like crestfallen. Uh, yeah, well, Walter, um, my my father, he passed away uh, ten years ago. Yeah, in a really bad fire, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Okay. So, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Does he like come around after hours or anything? Do you do you have any communication with him? Why would he do that? He's dead. Oh, we've recently oh, encountered some ghosts. Ryan, I didn't know if that was a normal we... thing. Oh. What? We've recently encountered some ghosts. I didn't know if that was a normal no, I, thing. No, I, I heard you. That, that does not sound normal at all. Oh. Sorry. Take it away, Victoria. Brian goes so... and pokes around the back wall of the store. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse my friend there. You know how the town shuts down every night? Mm-hmm. So, we are on a particular uh, mission. Quest. Quest. Case. Thing. (laughs) 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 To gather some intel about some of the individuals who died in the fire, because we believe that we may be able to still communicate with them. Hmm. And we were looking for a little bit of information about your father, because we've been told that he was uh, very hands-on in the theater. Yes, he, he did a lot of things. He was... He was great. He sounds like a great guy. Yeah, he made this shop. Um, unfortunately, I'm not quite the uh, crafts person that he uh, he was. Um, I haven't seen or or heard from my father in in years. Sure. Um, the only thing I could possibly think of is his his workshop downstairs. Hmm. But his his door's been locked ever since he he died. I, I've never been able to get in there myself. You don't have a key. No, he he had the key on him when he when he was at the theater. If only we get. If only we knew someone who was able to pick locks. Would you be comfortable with us trying to get into your father's workshop? I know you just met us. Um, hi, I'm Victoria. Customer service is a bitch, isn't it? Yeah. You are valued and appreciated. Oh wow! Thanks. Um, roll a persuasion check. Oh God. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If I roll any more nat ones, I swear. Um, well, um, thank you for your for your kind words. Um, Everyone like to introduce themselves? Oh, yeah. Hi. My name is Cecil. Hi. Um, I don't know if you guys have like any local newspapers or publications, but if there is, you might have... We like saved the whole last town from like, yeah. a like, bandit attack in a dragon and stuff wow. and saved a girl from a tower. Yeah, like... We're good with mediating services and, you know, re- reconciliation. Uh, so one of the things along the, the, the theme of reconciliation that we're working so closely with in this particular investigation is, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you were very close with your father and we're very sorry for your loss. Good um, but I, I really just, my friends here are, are very much focused on the, the ins and outs of what it is to, to solve a problem and help a town, whereas mm-hmm. you know, my personal interest is just making sure that your father's story gets heard in a way that may not have really been completely closed at the time of his untimely death. And we believe there may be some personal items in his workshop that could help us tell that story in a way that would maybe give you a little closure. 
Are you okay? <laughs> Roll a persuasion check with disadvantage. Could what? I, could I? Because I was. Just okay. What do you want to say? That. Yeah. What do you want to say? I said uh, to add that my name is James. I take it that that crystal light that the rabbit brought in that you couldn't fix is something that, that your father used pretty extensively in the theater. Yes. Yeah. He was. He was very good with them. I'm so in love with you. <laughs> that was Danielle's, not Brian. I think a lot of these ghosts would like to see those lights again, as would we. We're trying to put on a show for all the ghosts and give them some closure, everyone that was at the theater at the time, and nobody else can do it but your father. Um, also, my role was a 17. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, um, that all sounds absolutely insane. But it does. It is. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's whatever you're doing, it sounds like a noble cause. Um, So I I guess you're welcome to to take a look at the the entrance to my father's workshop. I don't know if you can get in. Uh, Well, I'll show you to the door. Great. Thank you. So she leads you down. She leads you guys down the hall, uh, and she leads you to the end, where kind of there's a stairway that goes down to a very a very old oak door um, that appears to be locked. <laughs> I mean, we could use the same tactic as last time. Um, Just like, throw James through the door. <laughs> I slowly pull out my lock-picking kit. <laughs> that is an 18. Okay. You pull out your lock-picking tools that you stole from the Cobalt Castle, and you're working, and it's, it's kind of Clicking and uh, but you you continue to work, but it seems to be a very very intricate lock on here that you were not able to crack. So it's a real nice door, guys. Victoria reaches into her backpack and pulls out the robe of useful items, mm. and she's kind of spinning around, taking a look. She probably looked at it this morning too, a little yeah. bit. And she's going to take a patch and pull it off. Of a portable ram. Okay. What, what the what? And it just appears. No, you drop it. So that we don't have to ram James into a door this time. We can at least try this. And this gigantic ram that's like eight feet long yeah. and incredibly thick. Um, just, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Medieval dildo! <laughs> Just thuds to the ground, uh-huh. and Wendy jumps back, very shocked. Oh, sorry. Oh my god, um, okay, uh... Brute force. Let's go, team. So you're trying to preserve my father's memory by busting and breaking down his door? Well, actually, I've got a follow-up question, Wendy, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. You said you had tried to get in this door since then. What methods have you already tried? Uh, we, I tried hiring a lockpicker. Uh, didn't really work. Um... I, I tried getting some some strong people to come and uh, break it down. <clears throat> Didn't really work. Somebody tried fire at some point. Didn't seem to work either. Victoria walks up to the door and knocks on it. You you walk up and oh yeah, I tried that too. <laughs> well, great. Um, I can't put that back, can I? No. <laughs> no. Damn. You sure can. Great. Um. Hmm. Everybody roll me a history check. Oh, God. That is a 26. 15. Cecil and Victoria, you guys recall last night, and you think back of how you guys left the theater. 
Oh, is there a... There's there, gotta there's be a connecting gotta, door. Hmm. Hold on. Eureka moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll probably be able to reach it from an alternate route. We just might have to get a little bit dirty in the sewers. Remember the under underneath the theater? I mean, they're not really sewers. Well, it might be the sewers. They're not as bad as the sewers we went through. Yeah, that's true. Ryan's size. Do we want to check out Needle and Fabric as well and see if that's the same case? It's all the way across town. It is. But it would be an even longer trip if we went to the theater, went underground, tried to get into here, and not at least check with that reference as well, if it's a similar case. You also remember that you're probably not going to be able to talk to this guy until tonight. Yes, but that doesn't mean we can't get into his shit. Maybe we should not piss a ghost off by getting in their shit without their permission. Listen, last time we pissed a ghost off. Yeah, but where are we going to find him? Okay, Mr. Rhino. That's We're cool, probably going to cool find name. him in his workshop, though, even as a ghost, which means we still have to find a way to get in. No one's seen him. Hey, hey Emily, so. do you live here? Emily, oh, Wendy. Wendy. Wendy, do you live here? <laughs> <laughs> Seems in character. I don't know why that's an issue. <laughs> um, yeah? You live in, in this place? Yes. Okay. Now, so there's a, a room in the back that I, that I stay in. Oh, okay. okay well. Is there anything else that you guys need, or...? I mean... Do you have anything else you could, you could offer? I'd be curious to just look at what you offer. Yeah, there's also some armor up there. Uh, you have a great shop here. This is super cool. Uh, yeah, you can you can come take a look upstairs. Sure. You, you can have this portable ram to sell now. Um, oh, trade barter. Trade. Oh, okay, great. Thanks. Yeah, maybe. Thanks, Emily. Wendy. What? <laughs> Oh my God. Do you guys want to look for anything up in this shop? Or yeah, I just have bruise. There are a bunch of like really small trinkets and with really one? weak little magics Snip all over the place. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna go get it. Um, I'm gonna start with the cheapest options. <laughs> one that catches your eye is a. It appears to just be a coin, but when you pick it up and you kind of observe it, you see on one side it says the word all, and on the other side it says nothing. Cool as fuck. What, what's the little price tag on it? It says three gold. Three gold? Ooh, get it. I flip it. Okay. Oh, God. Um, Got a magic work. She has magic wing. Okay. Cecil, you fall. You fall, you fall face first on the floor. You oh flip it, God. and it come, it, the, the, co- the coin comes up nothing. Ow. And you just completely slip. Ow. So you can't even walk either. Took over your own feet. No, that wasn't me. Cecil, this is fine. an all or nothing coin. Um, once every three days, you can flip it. And if you if you roll if you if it comes up heads, it's a natural twenty. If it comes up tails, it is a natural one. Ooh. All right. I pop my nose back into place. Sports medicine. Um, can we each flip it every three days? One use every three days. Victoria, yeah, I'm gonna try that. Takes out her pistol and her. Shotgun that she's working on. And Maybe not. In the goes of the to store. Wendy and says, "Do you have anything in the store that looks sort of like these?" That's Emily. Um, <laughs> I don't really. I think I, I think I actually remember seeing my dad at some point working oh. on something like that. Great. Um, but I unfortunately don't really have anything that can sure do much for it. Well, that's good to know. It means your dad knew possibly what these are and how they work. So, but thank you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And then I go towards whatever Cecil pointed out that was glowing. 
you pick up this little shard of a mirror, and as you look at it, you see, like, damn, you look good today. I always look good. Like, your makeup is on point. (laughs) Your face is glowing. You look incredible this morning. She kind of flips her hair. Did we hear her out loud talking to this? No. (laughs) Damn right. (laughs) Wow, that's vain even for you, Victoria. No, I I look at it and go, I know I don't look like that. How much for this, Wendy? Oh, that's um, that's two gold. Two gold. I flip her two gold. Thanks. I don't really have a lot of great stuff in here anymore. Um, Oh, Wendy, you've got a ton of great stuff in here. My dad was really more the, the smart one who made all the cool stuff. I'm just kind of Falling in his footsteps or trying to. What do you like to do, Wendy? What is something that brings you joy? I enjoy I enjoy writing a little bit. <gasps> yeah? What do you write? Well, just, you know, just like short stories. Did you ever share them with anyone? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure it's really great. Thanks. I mean, but also like all writers, like you just need to put words on a page and get something started. And that's how you get better. It's really right. not that simple. There's a whole process involved. And like some people have like a ritual aspect to it. It really, it takes my dad forever. Bill, did anybody ask your opinion? No, Emily, they didn't. Oof. It's a match made in heaven. Victoria <laughs> high fives Wendy. Wendy, Wendy very hesitantly high fives you back. Um, I, I think Victoria would try to like scamper off into a corner with her to like chat. Okay, you yeah. guys go off and go. Well, of- you guys are still shopping. Yeah. Brian's looking at the stuff hanging from the ceiling. Seasonal. Yeah. You so- see a bunch of stuff hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> no, Cecil, um, I have a theory, it might may not be true, but while Wendy is semi distracted, where do we have eyes on the door to Wendy's room? Um, it's like it's like behind the counter. We would Could assume. you see perhaps maybe there's some kind of potential entrance? Probably. Better still, I walk over to Wendy's door. Behind the counter? Yeah. I am yeah, actively, I'm... like, No, you're not. You don't know what's no, going no, no, on. No, 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 but no, not to help you. I'm literally yeah. taking okay. up her. I pulled check out my Roll journal. a stealth check with advantage. Okay. That's a two. And a three. Oh. Um, sorry, what are you, what are you doing? What oh, sorry, I dropped the coin down here. Oh. Um, sorry. Roll a deception check. A four. Thirteen. I'm sorry, nobody's here. I, I can go get it for you if you need. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, quickly before, before she's even, like, able to, like, come around, I grab it and then I get back away from... Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry. James, do you have any dirt on you? Or anything? Or, like... Actually, no, never mind. It's coming up. Oh, it's coming up. I didn't have any dirt. <laughs> um, I'm gonna turn into a, an animal. I'm gonna turn into a spider. <laughs> oh god. And a little brown spider. And I'm going to skitter my way into Wendy's room. Okay. Are you looking for anything in Wendy's room? Um, any trap doors, any other passageways, okay. anything. Roll yeah. an investigation check. Come on, man. That's a seven. You're a spider. You're very close to the ground. You mm-hmm. you don't get the sense that there's anything secret back okay. here. Okay. Um, as you are skittering around, you do see some papers scattered on her desk, and you take a quick look, and there's some fucking steamy romance. Yes, there is! I I come back. 
<laughs> and, I'm, and I'm doing this like very covert, like, like protect the president kind of like I put a finger up to my ear. I didn't see anything in the, uh, I'm standing right here. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see anything in the other room. Uh, except for some <laughs> spicy smut. I think Victoria and Wendy at this point would be kind of like giggling and whispering. Yeah. She pulls a small one out to you and like hands it to you. And across, is it any good? Across the front, it says "In the Arms of a Dragon." Yes, um, and it is. It it's oh, oh boy. It's I'm something. like, is there a way that you can copy this, girl? You need to publish. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It's you know, so good. Is... Okay. Well, well, how about this? And she pulls out her, like another notebook, mm-hmm. rips some pages out. She goes, "You read mine. I'll read yours, and then we'll swap notes, and we'll return." Okay, okay, yeah, 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 let's do that. Amazing. Oh, this is so good. So, her father passed away in the theater, yes. Uh, Does that mean his actual physical remains, much like the skeleton, are still there? Does that mean the key itself dropped somewhere on the floor? James, you're so smart and talented. It's, It's a corporal object, right? It's not ethereal, so why would it go to the ghost room? That's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can go check that out, too. Yeah, we got plenty of time. I mean, it's only, what, what, 10 o'clock in the morning, if that? Makes complete sense to me. Yeah, what? <laughs> her and Wendy look up and their faces are like, deep red. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to go to the theater. Yeah. Okay. You going to stay here? No, I'm not allowed to stay anywhere by myself, Brian. I can stay with you. Emily, are you done if I stick around? No. I don't, I don't really think I'm, no. Yeah, I would just... Girl, let's go. Stand up for yourself. Come on. I no no. <laughs> Alright, I'm coming with you, Brian. Okay. okay. Um if if y'all are okay with this theory that I have mm-hmm. of okay. because I don't know why his body would have moved. Yeah. Well, actual isn't Patty still there? Patty will be in the theater too, so we can check in with him. So yeah. what's her face? With Charlotte? No, Charlotte won't be around until tonight. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No. Only Patty. She's around. a ghost. No, Patty will be around. Okay. Cool. We'll go to the theater. So you guys make your way back to the theater. <laughs> On the way. Yeah. I'm gonna reach into my khaki bag of tricks. Okay. I love the word khaki. <laughs> hey! Uh, a tiny, teeny tiny little raccoon pops out. Hey, Miko! Hey, Miko! How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I set him on my shoulder. <laughs> he scampers up on your shoulder and he starts kind of like nibbling at your. Um, are there any like stalls nearby that I can like grab like some bread? Uh, or like fruit? Yeah, yeah. There's like a there's kind of like a, a merchant stall. Okay, you pass by. You I'm just steal my bread? No, I'm tossing, tossing. How how like a gold? Two gold? Yeah, give me, give me. Uh, yeah, three gold. That's okay. way too much. I don't know how money works. Well, considering that the beers we bought were only a couple silver, we would infer that the bread come back soon. Oh it's, for my, it's for my precious boy, and I start. I mean, starts devouring this piece of bread. And like, Slowly, buddy. Ah! It's, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's artisanal bread. Uh, it's sourdough. It's got shapes carved uh-huh. into the outside of yeah. it. <laughs> Miko, gets no Miko is not appreciating this bread at all. Uh, he is appreciating the taste, though. So you guys um, make it back to the theater, and you look at the fountain as you're passing by, and uh, make your way up to the entrance, uh, and you walk into the lobby. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's actually, it's actually nice whenever you're not, you know, panicking that 
Yeah, as you like as you guys walk in, as you guys walk in now, there's like a little bit of sunlight kind of streaming in. It's it's almost peaceful if there weren't like the chars mm. uh, and like smoke. Um, Can we see the last poster? Uh, yeah, you see on the very end um, of the lines of posters you guys have been seeing. You didn't catch it because you guys are so um, you guys are so stressed and worried. Um, you see a very thin figure. And it seems to be like holding its arm, and the turn off it says, uh, Dear Elvin Hansen. Oh. My Incredible. God. I got you, Boo. And with that, <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> campaign's over. <laughs> that, was, that was the only joke Riley wanted to make in the entire campaign. Oh. I'm gonna walk, walk uh, to the, uh, into the, the house, what? and I'm going to. <laughs> We're not precluded from doing that. Like you, you can walk through. You don't have well, to put money in, right? Uh, you actually, you actually see um, Victoria is is unable to enter the, the through the doors. What the fuck? He overpaid last time. Oh yeah, I I throw my money. I don't know if you can see it. Is is my bag? Like, can I like look and see if my bag? No, is no, there? it's gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I. How much was it? It's, yeah, it's over like, the top of the the admissions box, it says five gold entrance. I'll put five gold in. Okay. And Victoria is able to walk into the house. So I guess what I'm... Uh, James always wanted to go into theater, but I don't know how much he actually knows. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just going to go search backstage in the wings for perhaps a lighting technician might be. Someone who works the... Okay. Roll... I'll roll go, an uh, intelligence check. Or just actually roll an investigation check. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna aid him with that. I'm gonna assist him. I'm actually while they're checking that out, Victoria takes out the ten feet of rope that she's got, mm-hmm. and she start starts um, fashioning like a harness of sorts. Okay. To make herself look like one of those babies on a leash. <laughs> Here you go, Brian. What? And hands you the end of the rope and just stands there. Brian drops it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. I understand that you're defensive and uncomfortable with your past decisions, but considering the fact that you still haven't apologized to the group and you seem to think that you're the victim of your own decision making, I'm not playing into this. Um, I'm going to cast Enhance Ability on both myself and James, which Fox okay. is cunning, so we can both get advantage on. Okay, and roll a d20. Yep. Three. Thank you. Cool. So yeah, you guys can both roll investigation checks with advantage. Uh, I got a new. I got a 19. Okay. <laughs> James is like James is like peering around backstage looking, um, and James is like tied up in the in the in the wings and the curtains. And go, oh God! Um, and Cecil, you you managed to find uh, what appears to be a ladder going up that would go to the what you would assume to be like the like the observation box. Okay. Does it appear like there are any remains? Anyone? Like, does it seem like anyone's died here? You look, it it appears that there is definitely people up here. Um, you see a few skeletons here, and you oh. see in the in the seat that has like a view of the stage, you actually don't see a body, but you do see like what appears to be like streaks of charcoal moving away from that chair. As if as if somebody got up and left. Um, is Brian staying? Not, am I, I'm still around. No, you're still back down in the house. Um, I kind of lean over and I call down, James, uh, James, can I get a hand up here? This is kind of weird. Yes. Okay, so am I, am I crazy in thinking this, but 
look at these look at these charcoal tracks. It looks like something died and then moved. I don't know. Or maybe someone moved it or it moved. I don't know. We saw oh, the skeletons. Yeah, yeah. He, after he points it out, you can see it. Paddy got up and moved, but he didn't really leave any char marks. Or at least I can't remember. Whatever left this. I don't know if it moved of its own volition, but it, I, it might have been moved by someone else. I don't know. Is this charcoal trail continuing to move in the direction of where the person It moved? fades away eventually. But it you all can fades see it, away. it goes off in a direction, um, and eventually it disappears. Okay. You do also see a roll of parchment, and when you unfurl it, uh, it's very burnt and very torn, obviously. But you you see it appears to be some kind of uh some kind of cue sheet. Roll me an investigation check. Sure. Uh eighteen for an investigation check. Okay. You see Actually the... actually sorry, I do still have advantage because that lasts yeah, for right, right. Uh, yeah, you have uh, yeah, it's last for, for an hour. hour. Even better. That is a twenty two. Yeah, you were looking and you are scanning the page and uh it seems to be a, a cue sheet. There are multiple light cues and sound cues. Uh, and you see at the very bottom, in the bottom corner, darkly etched in, is uh, are the, the letter and number L42. L42. I have a theory. What if we come back when the spirits are around and we go to that light cube? Yeah. We put whatever the console is to that light cube? Yeah. Then he'll probably show up. Uh, I didn't hear any of that, did I? Because they went up into it. Yeah. No. You're down there being petty with Brian, right? Being berated by Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I don't really know how to operate any sort of like light board. I don't know if you have any skill with it. I mean, we can we could probably fudge with it. it how hard can operating a lighting board be? <laughs> how theoretically, how difficult could being a technician in theater actually be? Do the two of you want to make wow. an intelligence check? Sure. Okay. Yeah. You guys both sure, go yeah. make a roll. Roll for intelligence on this. Lighting magical apparatus. I think we should just try it now. Natural 20. Okay. Yeah. 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 You guys are fiddling with it and you kind of work together and see, so something kind of clicks in your brain of some, something about like the, the way it's structured and the slight magical element to it kind of clicks with you. Um, and you figure out how to activate this. I told sound you it cube. wasn't that hard. And you see, you see this one. Uh, split crystal that are hanging from the, the the lighting grid kind of flickers to life a little bit and as it turns on it kind of spreads into the box and you look and see where, where it's following and you see the shadow of a key on the back of the wall um, yeah let's see <laughs> and you see that there was a a key hanging from the ceiling, like a like an onyx key almost, and it seemed to almost meld into the wall behind it. Do you want to try and grab it, or should I? I haven't done fuck all, so I'm gonna try and do this. <laughs> <laughs> My rolls have been. I don't know. Is it is it like something you could? You grab the key. It's just, it's just hanging. Oh, okay, I didn't know. Oh, Jesus! Oh, oh, oh God! Oh, oh God! Like jump out. Yeah. So you have this key. And, Cecil uh, passes out. Just like, sheer anxiety. <laughs> just like, and you, uh, yeah. And as you take it down and you look at it, um, you see the letters WW inscribed on this key. Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> I shove you out of the fucking boot. <laughs> 
how we show the. I don't think anyone ever that. We did a really good job. Just, I mean, this was efficient. This was in a really efficient way. We had a problem. We solved it. We addressed it. That was great. Is this a meta joke? <laughs> we fuck around sometimes. <laughs> You come back down to, to Victoria and Brian still bickering down in the house. Victoria's wearing a leash now. Um, she took it off. You oh. were gone, but she took it off. Um, and they hold up the key. <laughs> hey. Wow. Was we, that tough? No, we kind of, kind of fucking did a little. You did. What? <laughs> but you, but you were the one who actually grabbed the key and you were the one who had the idea that like. You're talking about So James found it. It was, it was the teamwork. Was it the teamwork? It was actually a joint effort. I'm sorry you couldn't witness it. How was the petty squabble, by the way? Yeah, do you want It's great. I mean, I'm winning, so... Did I somebody say my name? Patty! That was cute. Yeah, you see Patty kind of poking his his, head, his, his skeletal face out from behind the wings. <laughs> how's, how's it going, guys? It's going well. We're uh, making really good progress yeah, on things. we're making headway. Nice! Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah, just, just has, heard you guys down here and wanted to... Has anyone been around? Has Have you seen anybody? Nobody's seen uh, around no, or anything No, yet? not that I've not that I've seen. Okay, good. No. You've been practicing? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm working at it. Good, it's good. good. Yeah. It, like, what, what pieces do you think you're going to I I'm still kind of feeling out. Not entirely sure at this mm-hmm. point. I'll probably... I still need to get together with Charlotte and figure uh, out what yeah. exact, you know, make sure she has the sheet music and everything. Great. So then we go to Needle and Fabric. Sounds good. See you soon, Patty. Bye. Uh, and you guys walk out and <laughs> out of the theater uh, towards Needle and Fabric. And with that, uh, class is dismissed. Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, Jackson Pounds as James Malden, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thank you so much for listening to this session of D Hall and Dragons. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. We really want to get the word out there, so sharing it with as many people as possible is going to be the best way to do that. If you were listening to this on the day of release, Brandon's production of A Midsummer Night's Dream, that I'm also a part of, will be opening tomorrow, June 17th. And so if you're in the Central Texas area, you're more than welcome to come on out and support. Information can be found in the description below. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done by the fantastic Carlina Alvarez. Link to her stuff is in the description as well. Until next time, it's summer, baby. Get out there, enjoy the sun, go swimming, spend time with friends. Go out there and soak up the nice weather whenever you can get it. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. You guys were arguing quite a bit yesterday. I mean, I guess rightfully so. Um, Don't look away from the mic. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> you could have say from me. <laughs> oh, God, little Gus. Look away from yeah. me. <laughs> little Gus taking charge. Witness me! <laughs> <laughs>